0: Welcome to Clear Thinking, a podcast by Better Broadhead. I'm your host, Petter Johansson. We are a coalition serving the communities of the Broadhead School District, working to reduce youth substance use, bullying, and dating violence through education, awareness, and advocacy. This is episode 23, Multicultural Outreach, and joining us today is Cynthia Vicencio. Cynthia shares her time between Better Broadhead as the new coordinator for Latinx Outreach and the Multicultural Outreach Program of Southwest Wisconsin, where she serves as the direct service coordinator. Bienvenidos, Cynthia. Welcome. Uh, As we begin, would you please tell us a bit about yourself?
1: Hi, good morning, and thank you for the invitation. Um, My name is Cynthia Avelia Vicencio, and I am originally from Ecuador, capital Quito, I'm a single mother. I have two children, Santiago, which is seven years old, and Samantha, four years old. Um, I came to United States in 2005, and I lived in Chicago uh, for five years. And after that, I just came to Monroe, and I fell in love for Wisconsin. I think it's a beautiful uh, county, and and Monroe is such a beautiful town as well. Uh, previously my job, I used to work uh, for sexual assault Recovery program, SARP. I think was 2011 and after that I worked for early hair, I'm sorry early hair start. Uh, I think was in 2017. Um, after that, I dedicated myself to be helping the Latinx community until I found this job, what I'm doing right now, for MCOP, Multicultural Outreach Program.
0: Excellent. Thank you. And can you tell us a little bit more about what you've been doing in Greene County uh, with the Multicultural Outreach Program?
1: Uh, I am the direct service coordinator, and I have been with this organization for a year now, uh, serving the counties of Grant, Iowa, Richmond Center, Lafayette, and Greene. I provide information, referrals and advocacy to our Hispanic friends and a wide range of issues from right to immigrant. I'm sorry, right to immigrant. Um, I do also rental homes and or any other questions about medical and financial um, services too. I also serve a uh, tutor student match specialist who wants to learn English in the counties mentioned it before, except in the Green County, because uh, they already have an ELL uh, program.
0: Great. So you stay very busy with the Multicultural Outreach Program and serving all of these counties. Um, and uh, so obviously you've had some connection with Broadhead being part of Green County, but um, you're now actually doing some work in Broadhead through Better Broadhead. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came to be connected with the coalition Um, and what specifically you have been doing.
1: Yeah, like you say, um, I'm very busy. Um, When I started, well, I was not that busy, but I can say right now I am extremely busy, especially uh, for what we are are, um, um, living right now, which is the pandemic, uh, COVID-19. You know, I have many, many phone calls Um, clients wondering, um, what should I do? Where I have, where can I find, um, mask or where should I get a free test? I have other clients, which they cannot write or, or read. And I have to talk to them, you know, like call them. I don't, I don't get in touch. Like I don't socialize with them. It's only phone calls Mm -hmm. or emails or zoom um, So yes, uh, I do a little bit of everything with uh, in my job. Um, I have I have a large um, clients in Lafayette County. In is growing in Green County. Also, I do have from a little bit of Grant, Richland Center. But I feel like Green and Lafayette County are are a biggest. Um, amount of, of clients that I have and I think that was the reason why um, I got this opportunity in Better Broadhead. Um, Kathy Como and I we used to work for SARP Sexual Assault Recovery Program long time ago and she knew me and when she um, and knew that I was doing this job for MCOP she contacted me and she said well I think you are the perfect candidate for, for, for working with the Latinx community um, for better broadheads. So what I do is to, um, I do offer, um, I'm sorry, I refer them um, for anything that they need. If they need advocacy, if they need consultation, if they need um, a place that they need to go so I, that's what I do. That's my job with 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 the with the Hispanic communi- um, community community. Um, like, like I say, I help them, referring to what they need.
0: Okay. So, how does the coalition's prevention work uh, intersect with the needs of the Latinx community here in Broadhead?
1: Um, I I believe that it's very important to understand that um, the Hispanic community community is growing in this area Um, they have needs um, equalities and I believe pretty much that we have to support that Um, so so they can feel they can feel included in the community Um, while I working for better bra hair I just realized that latinx family need more information in spanish like flyers or like in the websites, you know, um, or, or even a bilingual person that can communicate with them. Um, I know that most of the organizations, they do have a, a, a telephone there where they just can call the interpreter. But with the experiences that I have, working with them, I, I always hear that it's not the same, you know, that they sure. prefer to be, they prefer to be, um, communicate in person mm-hmm. and they feel more comfortable. So I, I believe that that's what they, that we need in, in this area of science is growing really fast. We just need more, more bilingual, more, um, Spanish information
0: yeah 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 thank you yeah and I think I um saw I remember learning, gosh, it was maybe a couple of years ago that um our part of the state is one of the fastest growing areas yeah. f- for Hispanic yeah. people moving into the into the state um so and- so you're seeing that um uh, you probably see it much more than a lot of us do that um you know we we're just kind of living our lives and don't necessarily notice um you know the uh the number of new families uh coming into our communities. Um, I think, as you say, because um, because there's so much about the way we're set up doesn't necessarily represent them and their culture and their language and include them. So uh, yeah, thank you. I think that is very important that, you know, we have more representation, um, not only in, in the people, you know, that are doing the work, but also um, in, you know, just the information that we share. Um, and I know other organizations and, um, you know, local leaders have been trying to do that as well. Uh, So I'm, I'm really proud that our coalition has been able to, uh, you know, get the grant funding and be able to partner with you uh, and with the multicultural outreach program to um, be part of that locally.
1: Yes. I see him. I see him. Especially because in Wisconsin, you know, there is a lot of cheese factories. There is a lot of farms or any agriculture, agricultural work Mm -hmm. and, Hispanics are there. Mm-hmm. You know, they they are very hard workers. I should say we are. <laughs> um, we we are the ones who is behind uh, a restaurant. We are the ones who is on the farms. You know, mm-hmm. eight, nine, ten hours. It doesn't matter whether mm-hmm. um, in. in and I think everybody has to appreciate that. And and that's all the reason why there is um, um is growing the the Latinx community in Wisconsin for the farms and cheese mm-hmm. factories, most of the of the Hispanic majority they work mm-hmm. doing this, this uh, type of job.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, so so you shared some of the ways that um, you're able to meet some of the challenges for the Hispanic community uh, in your capacity with Better Broadhead um, and through the Multicultural Outreach Program. Uh, I wonder if you have any advice for our listeners um, about what they might be able to do as citizens and as neighbors um, to make life easier, to um, be more welcoming for uh, the Latinx community here in Broadhead and in the surrounding areas.
1: Um. Yeah, um, like I say, um, Latinx community is growing. And um, with it, the, the needs are growing too. Um, the families that they come to United States, they're uh, seeking for the American dream. They have children, um, they are parents. And uh, the only thing that they want to do is work and make money and feel safe, and I believe pretty much that we have to support that. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, thank you, and I I think that, you know, that brings up another topic that I hope we can take a little bit of time to discuss today. Um, You know, during this time of pandemic, uh, people have had a lot of time to observe our world, and, you know, one of the things that we are observing is this racial reckoning um, or a reckoning rather for racial justice. Um, You know, obviously the, uh, the murder of George Floyd um, in Minneapolis, uh, you know, really began a lot of things that have been happening around our country. And then, you know, as you and I are talking, it's just days after the incident in Kenosha. And so this is uh, close to home for a lot of us. I know it's uh, certainly on our minds and our hearts. Um, And so given that we have an opportunity to have some conversation about multicultural relations, um, I wondered if we could talk a little bit about your own experience with racism in America. Um, As a white person, I I do want to say and I firmly believe that white supremacy is a problem that white people need to deal with and the burden to dismantle it shouldn't be on people of color. However, given that we have an opportunity to talk to you, I would love to hear from you if you wouldn't mind sharing what some of your experiences have been uh, around racism and how we um, as listeners uh, can maybe grow and change and be part of a solution for a more just society? That's a big question. So uh, however yeah, you want to answer it, please.
1: It is. It is a big question. I don't, I want to try to not forget anything that I want to say. Um but yes, this issue is just very delicate and, and very sad to be talking. Um, and me, uh, I, I am a Hispanic. I am a Latina. I am, um, and I have experiences racism in my own family. You know, um, we don't know if uh, if when we are leaving home, they will be pointing us or or. Or because we have in a different skin color, um, unfortunately, in this area there are many close-minded people that sometimes even our accents bother them. I have a, a very negative experiences with that with my accent. You know, mm. I, I, they they do understand me, but they just don't want to. You know, I have uh, sometimes I call customer service, and they just transfer me to uh, Spanish-speaking, for example. Oh, yes, I'm sorry, I don't understand you. Uh, or, like, being in a restaurant or being in, a, um, I don't know, in an office, and we start to chat in, in in Spanish. So, oh, even Walmart. And that's the first reason why I don't like shop in Walmart, mm. <laughs> Because I'm seeing there are people who is like okay we are in United States so why you don't speak English you know mm-hmm. rude people eh, which I'm afraid I am not a fighter I, I don't even know how to respond to that but now that I have kids which I feel so proud uh, eh, of being a Latina I will not change my accent for anything Um those qualities, uh, that's, that's what I feel very proud of, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I do protect my children no matter what. And if I see a person who is being racist with me, with them, or with any of my family members, my attitude just change immediately. I step out and I, with all the respect... I just need to talk, and, and and I want to respect me, too. But like I say, I mean, sometimes we are afraid to go out because we don't know what we are going to find yeah. out there, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's one of the things that, um, you know, as an Anglo, as a white person, you know, I really had to uh, sort of examine my own privilege in that, you know, living in a in a society that, um, you know, benefits white people um yeah. you know and i think one of the one of the clearest signs of white privilege you know people sometimes get a little bit defensive when they hear that term but i think what well, you're describing just the fact that i don't think about it you know when i leave my home it is not a thought in my mind that somebody's going to point at me or um you know or, or make assumptions about um, my character or my intentions you know when i'm walking into a store um or when i need to call somebody for help um you know, it's, it's like the world around me is set up for me. And, and just the fact that I don't even have to be aware of that, I think is a sign, you know, for those of us who are white, you know, that, um, that is what white privilege is. And that's what we're talking about. Um, and so, uh, so thank you for sharing some of your personal story. Um, I, I do think that, um, you know, while this is work that we need to do as, um, as white people, um, to address some of our history and some of the ways that we have set up structures that are inequitable or unequal. Um, I think it's really helpful for us to know some of the personal experience of our neighbors, you know, and to hear those stories. So I just want to thank you for sharing a little bit of your, your own story. Um, You're also a leader in, in that community. And so um, I, I would love to hear your thoughts just on how, um, you know, how, how, how we, the listeners can be part of any sort of lasting solution, um, to really change some of the landscape. Cause, uh, not only do you have your own experiences, but I'm sure that you hear lots of stories, you know, from your clients, um, about yeah. some of the challenges that they face. Um, so, so what would you, what would you like our listeners to do, um, to, to, to learn more and to be part of a lasting solution for the benefit of all people?
1: Well, I just want today to know that, um, we also are humans. Um, we come from, from a father and a mother. We have different skin of color, but it doesn't mean that we do not have a heart. It doesn't mean that we don't have feelings. We are intelligent. We are capable. We are dreamers. We have children. We have brothers, grandfathers, and we also have rights. The rights to speak and also the rights to be heard. I don't only want to talk about the Latinx community, I also want to refer to African Americans who suffer as well as we suffer and have ever found themselves in worse situations, situations with police confrontations, uh, where they have even lost their lives, um, such as what happened with George Floyd or now what is happening in Kenosha too. Situations that are forever made uh, market by their relatives and in the history too. My question is: um, until when? Until when this is going to stop? It seems that nothing has changed. Um, racism grows every day, and with it, the fear of going out, going to work, or just going to take a walk. Mm -hmm. Um, if you, if, if, if we, if we have a different skin of color, um, for me, that's already a risk in, 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 in this country, unfortunately, the fear that, that we, um, the fear that we will be killed at some point or, or the police will pull us over because they can see, they can see us that we have a different color of the skin. Mm -hmm. Now with this job, I have, I have already many experiences that Latinos are uh, pulling over for no reason. You know, no reason, yeah. and and it's because they they have a brown skin. You know, like a black mm-hmm. hair of color, and and they don't give them any reason, yeah. and 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 that's that's very sad. It's, it's very sad because. Monroe, Monroe, Green County, um, they are a small community and I thought that being a small community will go to be together, you know, helping each other, supporting yeah. each other, but that's not the case. Yeah. I,
0: I think yeah, in I think so think many ways it is for a lot of people, but
1: exactly,
0: but, but not, not for everybody. That's what you're not saying. And, and I believe that's you. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, and, I,
1: and I wanna apologize if I cannot describe exactly what I wanted to say, but No, I, I think
0: I think you're being very clear and I you know it as I listen to you, it kinda of brings me back to what you were saying before about how, you know, you have a mother and a father and you know, you are human beings and you have families and you know, that's something I, I often come back to when I have these conversations. Um, you know, we've we've had very intense conversations about immigration in this country the last few years. Well, and for longer. Um, And, you know, something I'm always struck with is, you know, the way we see um, people who are are immigrating into this country, people who are seeking asylum, uh, the ways that they have been vilified and made to be someone to fear. And, you know, in my experience, you know, I'm meeting people who are just trying to take care of their families, you know, parents who just want to work and live in a community that is safe and, uh, yeah. Be able to earn uh, enough of an income to, to take care of their children and give them the best life, and that's what we're all trying to do, right? <laughs> so, to to me, that's been one of the just really clear ways of being able to humanize uh, with one another. That you know, I know so many people who look like me you know, and they have struggles, right? They have struggles to, you know, find love and find meaning in their life and to, mm-hmm. you know, raise their children and to, to stay safe and for them to be safe. Those are all things that they care about. And I think when we're able to connect those dots that, you know, the the challenges of my life um, may look different, but, you know, in the same way, we're, we're all after the same thing, right? We're all after just a a simple life, you know, and and people yeah. that are immigrating and seeking asylum, they're you know they're not coming to harm anybody, you know they're just seeking the same things that we all take for granted.
1: Yeah, and I understand that not everyone is a good person. You know, I understand there is.
0: You say that about any group.
1: <laughs> yeah, I understand that there is uh, bad people too. You know, people, people who do
0: bad things. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, but 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 not everyone you yeah. know and i do have i do have a couple friends here in town they are african americans and they don't go out at all yeah. and i'm like why let's here now let's go out and he's like i just don't want to get in trouble you know mm-hmm. i don't want to get uh, pulled over by the police because i don't know what is going to happen you know they are, are aggressive because of the color of, of, mm-hmm. of my skin in and, and uh, i have I have hearing so many stories not only with them, about them about my about Latinos too when I arrived to Monroe I used to be a babysitter and I used to work with an African American family oh my god such a lovely people I they hire me to teach their kids Spanish mm. and then I I used to cook Ecuadorian food and they fall in love for the food, you know, and they, we, we came to Monroe from Chicago. I used to work there with them in Chicago and, and she is a doctor and she got a job here in Monroe at the okay. clinic of Monroe. And oh my, she used to come home really upset because she say, oh yeah, they always say the black doctor, they pointing me as the black doctor. Yeah, it was sad to hear that. Yeah. Instead of saying her name, you know, oh no, the black, the black doctor, you know, the black yeah. girl out there.
2: Yeah.
1: And and their kids, they also feel a little bit of of, of discrimination at a school, mm-hmm. to the point that they have to go back to Chicago. So they are back. Yeah. They wow. couldn't. They couldn't handle it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a sad story, and uh, you know. And I think, you know, as a, as a white person hearing that story, um, and as somebody who's guilty of doing that, you know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'll admit that. Um, you know, I think, you know, many, many people will say and do things like that with with no ill intent, right? But I think that, you know, that's what I have learned is um, we call that a microaggression, right? It's all of those little ways um, that that we maybe unknowingly and unintentionally um will will do something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And um and, and you know, thank you for sharing that story because I think it, you know, it, it helps us to recognize the pain of those little things. You know, and and yeah. you know, some of my uh friends and colleagues um who are African American or other people of color, you know, will will describe it as a million little cuts, you know, throughout the day and it you just you just bleed dry. Um and mm-hmm. so So I think, yeah, just, you know, that, that mindfulness, I mean, I suppose that's maybe something that, that we, you know, those of us listening, those of us that are part of this conversation, um, can do is just simply be more aware, you know, be more aware of the way that we speak, the way that we interact with others, um, you know, and to recognize that, you know, the things that we do intentionally or not, um, you know, they, they have consequences for the people on the other end.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much. Um, you know, I think this conversation about race is a longer conversation, and I, I hope that we maybe can have a future podcast and maybe get some other voices um, as part of this. And uh, would you know love to to have you uh, be part of that as well and have you back on the podcast? Um, but I want to thank you so much for your time. I,
1: yes, I I want to say something else. Out yes, there. please go ahead. <laughs> um, I just want to invite the listeners. Um, the Anglo community, the white people, I just want to invite you guys to give yourself the luxury of getting to know us, uh, to talk to us, uh, to give us a hand when we need it. I don't know, try a Mexican dish or try a Ecuadorian dish, um, a delicious dessert from, from any part of South America, or only to buy some Mexican crafts. you know, something diversity something diverse you mm-hmm. know um learned or language which is a beautiful language i know it's a hard language but it's just a very beautiful language um to understand that diversity is something beautiful diversity is something that you will see everywhere colors art music flavors um it's a, such a fun such a fun stuff um migration is beautiful we are part of this world, um, part of this community. We want to feel safe and welcomed. We have children who go to school, and we want our children to be safe and not be bullied um, just because they have a different color of skin. Um, we have to teach, to teach our children that, that Latinx, Latins, or African-American children who go to schools, they don't need to be bullying or, or, or um, be having um, not feeling safe, you know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, because they have different color uh, or of a skin, like I mentioned it before. Uh, let's teach all children to respect uh, from others without any condition. Let's teach them to share, to support to teach, to help, to be humble with everyone, not only with a group of people, with everyone. White people, people of color, people from different countries, different accents, different cultures, or children. I think that all children are the reflection of each parent. So let's teach what diversity is and make them understand that we are all the same that skin color doesn't change at all. Um, If you are poor, if you are rich or have any disability, it doesn't matter, we all the same. We have to teach all children that diversity is just something beautiful. Thank you.
0: Thank you for that. Thank you so much for your time and your preparation and meeting with me today and having this conversation. I really appreciate what you have shared with us today.
1: Thank you so much for the invitation.
0: Thanks for listening to Clear Thinking, a podcast produced by Better Broadhead. We are a federal grant-funded community coalition, building a community where everyone is valued and safe. To learn more about our work, to join as a volunteer, or to contact us about this or any other episode of the podcast, visit us on the web at betterbroadhead.org or find us on Facebook. Until next time, take care of yourself, take care of one another.